1: Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I am Alex and on this week's podcast I'm joined by Daniel Kruper. Hello. Chris Tilly, Bonjour. And we have a very special guest. We have Seb. Hi, how you doing? Now Seb, explain to our listeners who you are and why you're here.
0: Oh yeah, so uh, yeah, my name's Seb uh, and I won a competition the other week to come down to your offices and stream the Elder Scrolls online all day every day. Uh, for five days. Wow. It was pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> this is my final day doing it. So, to add a little bit of cover to that,
1: you've been locked in a room. I
0: have been locked in a room. On yeah. your own. Online. On my own, streaming on Twitch The Elder Scrolls Online for five days. Are you having a great time or are you just losing your mind slowly? God. It's 50 50 really. Okay, that's I, good I, to know. I, I live in Bristol normally, so I, it's about a six hour commute every day getting down here. You've back. been doing that every day? I've been getting up at four in the morning every day to come down here. What? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty intense. I love it, though. It's been so <laughs> like fantastic. Now that's dedication. Yeah, I had to use the uh, excuse of donuts just to be able to meet you guys today. <laughs> Otherwise, this would have been locked I in I didn't realise
1: you were getting up at 4am and then coming all the way from Well, Bristol, I can sleep Africa. on the coach,
0: but the thing about coaches is they're not very comfy. Yeah. And I have, to, I have to tactically choose which jacket I wear. It's got to be soft, so I can pull it up against the window and use it as a pillow. Wow, who'd have thought that there was so much complexity to uh,
2: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. coach travel?
2: <laughs> I think on How- it's our our commute, you've got a lot of time
0: to be tactical. Yeah, that's true. And how is Elder yeah. Scrolls? It's really good. Yeah, I'm loving it. It's, uh, I, I mean, I'm not very good at it. Uh, I've played a few MMOs before, uh, mainly DC Universe. Uh, but I haven't been doing very well at the Elder Scrolls, but it's been really good fun to play. I've had some really useful people on Twitch just telling me what to do. <laughs> I just... people, yeah. uh, a particular highlight was when I started doing PvP and ended up uh, for about two hours in just a loop of going on my horse for 10 minutes to fight, dying yeah. immediately, and doing it again, Right. so that was really good until somebody told me what I was supposed to do Which is? Uh, group up, find high level players and stay behind them Right. Hide? Much. Hide Fair basically. enough yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, well that's my kind of general <laughs> motto <laughs> do, you in you life, are, do you think you'll keep on playing it after this week? Um, I'm not sure to be honest, uh, I've got a lot of games that I need to be catching up on at the moment And you are
1: taking away the <laughs> Ninja am PC that, that you're playing yeah, you you can't are, take away. Anyone
0: listening is absolutely allowed to hate me completely Have you got games. to carry that back on the bus? <laughs> I do, yeah. Well, I'm going to try. Uh, I was going to bring an Ikea bag with me to try and carry it, but I forgot. Uh, So I'm just going to pick it up on a tube and just carry it through. Uh, What about the monitor? Am I taking the monitor back as well? I believe so. (laughs) Fair enough. Can we not get that delivered? I'll,
2: yeah no, should, that might have yes.
1: to happen <laughs> that's pretty <I> crazy <laughs> you can't do that you'll get <laughs> i get mugged like, well, three was, times there's Primark just down the road you can get really cheap suitcases so <laughs> <Sweet>. <laughs> well, that's insane anyway uh this week's podcast we're going to talk about the news and first up there was well it's been it kind of talks about already, kind but there's known a Borderlands something
2: like this was going to happen
1: pre-sequel why is it called a pre-sequel and not a prequel
2: or an in betweenquel
1: <laughs> I prefer the term "in between." Oh God, We're going to use out, um,
2: because it happens between the events of the original and the sequel. Right. So it is a interstitial. Equal um, okay. So it is not even made. It's not made by Gearbox. It's made by Two K Australia, I believe. Right. And with Gearbox like overseeing it or being affiliated with it, it is about Handsome Jack. You know Handsome Jack in yes. the ones too. It's about yep. his backstory and his descent into villainy. Right. And introduces new mechanics like um, anti gravity stuff, oxygen tanks, because a lot of it's set on a moon base.
1: Okay. What format is it on? Is it Next Gen? Because obviously, uh, Randy Pitchford came out and tweeted that Gearbox is working on Next Gen, but obviously, this is not Gearbox. So, I reckon they're probably
2: pretty far along with this already, because it's it's coming out this year, so it's available for PC, PS3, and Xbox 360 only. Right. So, current-gen SKU. You're a big Borderlands fan. Are you even bothered?
1: (laughs) Well, I didn't finish 2, because I basically ran out of time. It's one of those games that it's a fantastic game, lots to it, but... Um, I think it came out in, was it the summer? Or the end of the summer? Anyway, loads of games came out shortly after I started playing one of those and I never really went back and it's one of those games that it's so big that I actually have no idea where I am in the game and it'll take me forever to actually figure out what to do next So, But yeah, I like the idea of it um, Gearbox are really good at supporting their titles with DLC as well Like Borderlands 2 has had so much good DLC which I think is a reason to get good value well, I think it's smart putting on old gen consoles as well. Old gen, sorry.
2: Inst- <laughs> install base. There's 18 yeah. million Xbox 360s out there. Only five or three or four Xbox Ones out there. So
1: well, actually, like, yeah. The, yeah, not only <laughs> three. Yeah, there's only three out there. And we've got two of them yeah. in the office. <laughs> um,
2: so kind of tepid news.
0: Yeah. <laughs> to start off with, are you excited by Borderlands, Seb? I'm not sure, actually. I got Borderlands 2 um, in February last year, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, I got. I had Borderlands 1 and played it a bit, but as you said, I got into it, forgot where I was. Um, yeah. I'm notorious for just going through story missions with high-level co-op guys, losing them, and then not being able to defeat a single enemy. Right. And, just, and that's a bit rubbish, so I ended up stopping. Uh, I got Borderlands 2. That happened. I stopped playing it for about four months. And then I picked it up again when I went to university yeah. uh, and started a new game with the Mecromancer. I ended up completing it. I had a really, really good time. Yeah, and I put tons of time into it. I got DLC and it was brilliant. Yeah, um, And this pre-sequel looks cool. I love that you can play as Claptrap. That's yeah. awesome. Mm. But I'm not sure if I want to go back and restart all of that progress because I saw the preview video you guys have of it on YouTube. It looks a lot like Borderlands 2. Yeah. like It looks like the pretty much the same mechanics as Borderlands 2 with a couple yeah. of new features. I'm not sure if that's worth kind of wiping all of my pro- progress of Borderlands 2 yep. and starting it afresh again especially when it's current gen only
1: I think also like you mentioned Claptrap like the idea of playing as Claptrap sounds good but yeah. it's the
0: reality that it gets. same as the I mean he's I thought such the a, big he's a relief character isn't he yeah I mean it, I'm not sure I'd ever really want to play as him I'd rather just yeah. have him you know knock around and be funny rather yeah sounds, than sounds just like fan
1: service him. really right? but uh, yeah, yeah. The, the big daddies in
0: Bioshock 2 I thought it's
1: going to be great to play as big daddy and actually I didn't think it was all that personally. yeah yeah is that funny chris yeah, that is funny. <laughs>
3: why <laughs> you wanted to play as big daddy
1: yes the mean... 80s wrestler yes
3: <laughs> but so many of our listeners will know what you're talking about well funny you should say that but it's a nice segue well
1: okay <laughs> speaking of kind of wrestling mm. uh, big daddy fighters was
3: a- from the 70s Jesus. Anyway, Bruce Lee,
1: (laughs) the well-known kung fu... uh, Fighter from the 70s. uh, Fighter from the 70s. Dead fighter from the 70s, is a pre-order bonus if you download... No, sorry, if you pre-order UFC, which many people have thought, well, that's kind of a bit of an odd mix, because the whole point of Bruce Lee is he was a bit of a kind of zen fighter, and UFC is just cheap blood sport, in my opinion. So he's at odds with the ethic. In my opinion, a bit. But there is a quote from Bruce Lee's daughter. Any, anybody know what Bruce Lee's
0: daughter's called? No, I don't. Bruce. Yes, Bruce. Bruce. Uh, we, Sharon. We, got, we got off. Sharon. That's true. Sharon Lee. I don't know why that's off. funny, yeah. but it's... We got offered an interview
1: with her, actually. Did he? Yeah. Did, Did he? Did she? <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, she says, I am ex- so excited about this opportunity to bring my father back to video games. <laughs> back to life. Stop light. it. <laughs> She's being serious here. I'm thrilled that fans can now interact with him in a new way, I punch his face in. <laughs> Uh, the EA Sports <laughs> UFC development team has been incredible to work with and they've done a great job of capturing the look and feel of my father. Do you think that they mocapped him? What do you mean? I
2: don't <laughs> know. <laughs> no, I, I think they didn't.
1: How would they have done his face? What do you mean how would they have
3: done well, his I face? I oh, what he's been yeah, on yeah, films. He's but not a <laughs> secret.
1: But everybody in UFC would have been mo-capped, yeah. presumably. He's, there's a lot Apart of footage him. of him. There's probably some lookalikes around there somewhere. Now, the one thing I will say, and Chris, you've probably not seen this, Look what that boy is packing in his shorts. Oh, my word. <laughs> now, that's Little
3: Bruce, or not so Little Bruce. <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> okay. That, yeah. another, that's, that's his finisher. That's his ultimate warrior. <laughs> it. Oh, oh, sorry. Too soon. Too God, soon. rest his soul. Um, she's saying that, but while she's saying it, she's carrying a big bag of money away. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Just like setting fire I to it's, $50. It's been, it's
2: been such a wonderful experience exhuming the corpse of my father digitally. <laughs>
1: Well, she didn't say that, but what she did say is, I
0: think people will love getting a chance to ful- fulfill a fight fancy by playing Bruce Lee in the U- new UFC game. This, uh, this reminds me actually the new DLC they've been doing for Call of Duty. Uh, yeah. You know where they've been like in that the first DLC they did they brought in Mike Myers from yep. Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now they're doing the Predator. Yeah. I just, it's kind of like what's the point? Why does that tie into Call of Duty? It's like I they're. Think, I think they're Predator's in, quite cool. I think Predator's quite a cool fit for Call of Duty. Yeah. Um, Mike Myers is a bit weird. It just yeah. seems like they're bringing in pop culture icons for You're the thinking sake of I think you mean well no because it's Michael Myers <laughs> yes. Michael Myers is definitely the guy from Waitrose
3: which would be a Call of Duty character <laughs> that is our ultimate Call of Duty sorry
0: I, mean, be, I always used to play Mike Myers <laughs> in Modern Warfare 2 I would mean, never <laughs> call it Michael Myers now <laughs> 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 no, that would be funny yeah. Austin Powers in Call of Duty yeah that's the third one
3: yeah who would
1: you like to see in the next Call of Duty or which character would you like to see next? oh yes
2: really Bruce Lee. Just to see him do. It.
1: Yeah, pretty good. I love some more. He's <laughs> <to bring in. laughs> like, we've got the assets.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Just put it in everything. Yeah. Ultimate Warrior. Minecraft.
3: Oh my. It's too goodness.
1: soon. It's too soon. Anyway, let's move on to the next piece of news, shall Yeah. Speaking of people that are almost dead.
3: Oh. <laughs> Peter on. Mayhew. I haven't yeah. got the story.
1: Well, you know the story. Oh,
3: okay. Right? So Peter Mayhew's been caught. I
1: didn't know it was me. Yes, it's you.
3: Okay, thanks for telling me. Okay. Thanks for letting me know. Uh, I guess Peter Mayhew is going to be in the new Star Wars playing Chewbacca. Yay. But, so you saw him,
1: was it last year okay. at the yeah, Star Wars conference? Yeah, Star
3: Wars, Wars um, convention. What? Convention.
2: Uh, conference makes it sound like it should be like a slough. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> just doing group seminars. Um, yeah, and he was not, you know, he was, he was very friendly and good value, but he's not in a um, he's not in good health, right? You he's know, not going to be he, swinging from trees or anything like no, that. No, he's like he he needs to use a wheelchair or crutches. And uh, his imagine if has Chewbacca really taking his toll on him.
1: Imagine if Chewbacca was in a wheelchair. I imagine they,
2: he's, he's going to do like half a day, isn't he? On there was
3: some, some kind saying, of crowdsourcing oh. kind of Kickstarter thing to help him get an operation last year. I remember. I don't know if it was a documentary they're making about him or oh. he he was in real kind of physical trouble. So I, I don't expect to see him running around as Chewbacca. I guess, but. It's nice. It's a nice idea, though, to have him there. Yeah. I think. or it's is a nice it sentiment? Again, my cynical hat. Is it just a cheap PR stunt to get fans no. on board? No. It's a bit of both, I think. Probably, yeah. like um, as Dan and I were saying yesterday, and just mentioned, like he, I, I can't imagine him working a lot on the movie. No, but no. I feel like I would know if it's him inside that. How? Because the mannerisms, like he is Chewbacca. He's yeah, so much a part what? of that character. But he hasn't
1: done it for 30 years. I'll know,
3: I'll know if it's him. I'll know if it's him. It right. seems a little
0: harsh, though. If he's, like, really old and he's wheelchairs and he's in ill health to make him get up and, I like put a put big, the suit on that's heavy, heavy Chewbacca, really Chewbacca suit not very well ventilated. and pretend to be Chewbacca, that's would be a really terrible harsh.
2: decision.
3: Oh, no. Star Wars is going to kill him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I understand the well, Why of it, can't but... he just and kill Anthony Daniels? Is he... I he's, I up he's next, forcing his way on set. He's up next. He's not. I just don't
3: think that... No, they can't bring him back.
1: Why not? He won't <laughs> yeah. have aged. He's a robot. I think eat any, an any Star
3: Wars fans that are going to be happy to hear that, I think. I think that's a nice sentiment. Everyone loves to... Chewie. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And he yeah. loves it. Like, he's over the moon, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He loves he- more eat more conventions. <laughs> yeah, keep
2: milking it. Oh,
3: bless him. I hope he gets his operation blessed. Anyone Maybe else? that's
1: why he's doing it. He's getting the money for his operation.
3: I'm sure he will go towards that. And Anyone else you'd like to see back in Star Wars? Um, Mark Hamill? I think he's doing, got, his, he's doing his Joker voice. C- Carrie. I think we're gonna get the th- I think we we'll get Mark and Harrison was, and Carrie, but I thought that was confirmed. Yeah. Oh it is confirmed. It is, yeah. Oh, okay, right, yeah. Um uh, anyone else? Lander. Lando. Lando. Boba. I saw La- I saw um I saw Lando on a, a chat show last week talking about he wants to be in it and he's not had a phone call yet. I'm but sure they all oh, want to be in it. I, I, like really, I like feel people really his career's gone. He, he's, he's back in the public eye. He's on Dancing with the Stars in America at the moment. So he's Is like, he? yeah, yeah. He's like back in the public eye now. So and he's still really cool. Isn't he really old? Yeah, but he's still well in the same way that the others are old.
1: Yeah, but the fact that he's doing Dancing with the Stars means that he's he's, he's, he's still not. Pierre May yeah, yeah, not yeah. doing Dancing yeah. with the Stars. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I was going to say something. I won't. Anyway, uh, is <laughs> that it best. for Star Wars news? Uh, yes. Oh, you said there's piece of Star Wars news every day. What was this morning's piece of Star Wars
3: news? Well, oh, I-
1: it might be filmed in Abu Dhabi, but it, <laughs> might, it might not.
3: <laughs> so that is, that's news And right yesterday there. there's an actress who might be in it, but might not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, we should do a show about
1: that. <laughs> anyway, uh, this week's Talking Point is The Last of Us. It's been confirmed that it's come to PlayStation 4. There was a very brief trailer. Actually, it was quite a long trailer, but it was all quotes saying how good <laughs> it is. And then a very, the gem quotes, yeah, uh, a very brief me. piece of footage. Now, uh, certainly Daniel and I, we've played it all the way through to completion.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Chris, you've not played it, and Seb, I don't think you've played it either. Haven't. But for me, it's like, when they showed the footage, I was like, it doesn't really look that much better. Because The Last of Us is a great-looking game in the first place. So is it actually worth replaying? Would you go back and replay it? Because it's the story is the story. There's not a lot of changes, right? No. It's, so it's going to be the same
2: game. But It's like that thing where when a film comes out and you've not seen it for a while and they do a restoration or yeah. it's a new print or it's on a Blu-ray and it kind of progresses it that much more into the future and the quality yeah. of the experience. Yeah. So I remember when I first got my first um, DVD player. Yeah. And I got loads of films. I went and revisited loads of films I've only ever saw as a kid on VHS. Yeah. And it was amazing to see Jaws on DVD for the first time, stuff like that. I just feel like this is quite a recent thing and the technological jump isn't that significant. No. Yeah. It's going it's remastered in 1080p. Because
1: so. I think the the jump from VHS to DVD was noticeable. Yeah. The jump from DVD to Blu-ray is noticeable on more recent films. But I just watched um, Guns and Navarone after hearing Kojima talking about it. And... Obviously, it's a 60s movie. Mm-hmm. I assume it's 60s. Yeah. But it, obviously, it looks like a 60s movie. And it, you don't think, oh, that looks better on Blu ray, because I may as well just watch it probably on VHS.
2: Stuart in the gallery violently shaking his head. <laughs> what does he know he, about
1: films? We can take a transfer from like the that. original
2: negative, can't you, <laughs> Stu? Yeah, and he's pointing a g- makeshift sure gun at
1: your head. <laughs> Good. <laughs> how, how he com- doesn't have a microphone. <laughs> how
3: common is it to revisit a game? Because obviously, a film is a two hour, 90 minute yep. experience, whereas yep. a game can be two, three days. And- spacing your time out. Well,
1: I think certainly when it's shifting from one console generation to the next console generation, if, you, if you've invested, as Naughty Dog has, probably three, four years of development time in the original Last of Us, um, you want to get as much of it out of that as possible. So I, I have no idea how complex it is to make it, or uh, well, upscale it, um, but again, it just the last game looks so good. It just, I think it's probably if you've not played it before, worth playing. Definitely worth checking. There's interesting things. There's um, I'm not sure.
2: There's director's commentary on it, which is quite cool. I think for all the cut sequences to hear um, Neil Druckmann talk about plot points, give a little bit more extra detail, flesh out kind of the backstory, how it was made, all that sort of stuff. That usually games creators are quite cagey about when the game first comes out. That stuff's quite
1: interesting. It is interesting, but. I've never, ever, ever watched a director's commentary. Have you no, never. I've watched loads. I
2: used to do that a lot at university. Like All DVD collection I took to university, I rewatched them I've, with commentary. I,
1: I've, I remember when DVDs first came out, I watched
0: extras because it was like, well, I'll get my money's worth. Yeah. It.
1: But I don't think I've ever watched
0: an extra I've never watched any, time any commentaries. Soon. I remember Valve always used to do director's commentaries. There used to be like a director's commentary mode on their mm. games where they yeah. question marks around everywhere. And I, I tried it once or twice. But I was never quite interested enough in it to go yeah. around the entirety of the game looking at the commentary.
2: But the thing is, with the commentary, it's kind of like a weird—I don't know—antecedent um, to a let's play, yeah, of a film. Like you know, you're finding out more. You're watching it with someone. I know of people, for instance. I know a big, really popular commentary is the commentary that exists on *League of Gentlemen* DVDs. Like people almost see it as kind of an appendix to the actual TV show itself because it's the four guys who wrote the TV show. And they're just as funny in the commentary, Mm -hmm. like uh, improvising, giving information, but almost sketches emerge in the commentary of them being in character or being funny. So it's almost like another version of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you
3: what might make you want to watch a commentary is Arnold Schwarzenegger's Total Recall commentary. Right. (laughs) There's a compilation of his best bits on YouTube, Yeah. and it'll make you want to hit the whole thing. Okay. (laughs) There are some good ones. I'd recommend the John Carpenter, Kurt Russell commentaries of their movies, The Big Trouble in Little China and The Thing. Yeah. And they're clearly having a few beers while they're doing it. Right. (laughs) Very entertaining.
0: Okay. There are a few that, of people like there's a couple of people who just hate the movie, and I really there's one I think there's one guy who spends the entire commentary apologising. I can't <laughs> I, I can't for the life of me remember what it is, but he spends like it's uh, I remember I remember reading an article of like, the five worst DVD commentaries, and number <laughs> yeah, one was a guy who it. was so ashamed of his movie he spent the entire commentary apologising
1: wasn't there like a, a uh, Danny Dyer um oh, football oh one that
0: I've I've no. heard yeah clips no of. It, it was Outlaw the movie <laughs> <Right>. was Outlaw <laughs> okay. and
3: I've, I've 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 since met someone who was in the same office as Danny Dyer was doing that and there were naughty things going on during the commentary and you can kind of hear it really yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but it <laughs> He's see, more that sounds more quite exciting. funny <laughs> but um yeah but he only compares p- himself to um Robert De Niro, and Martin Scorsese, him and Nick Love. Of course. <laughs> a natural comparison. <laughs> but bringing it back round, uh, we had um, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg come in and do commentary over the top of the intro to Last of Us. Yeah. Should we get them back in for the PS4? <laughs> see if they can tell <laughs> the can difference. Sh- <laughs> we can shoot them with the new camera, so that's in higher res. Yeah. yeah. So. It's just a thought, Putting it out there.
1: The only, uh, it's not really a DVD extra, but this week the thing that's doing the rounds is the Jean-Claude Van Damme predator thing. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? I have. He looks like he's dressed as a giant prawn just running around the forest. <laughs> that I would watch again and again, and again It was quite exciting to see
3: that though because I've always known that Jean-Claude Van Damme was originally in the movie. Right. And then got, they changed the yeah. actor. So it's fun to actually see that. Yeah. And it's fun that he got annoyed. and <laughs> He thought he was going to be the big star. Yeah. But you would be like running around like that. It's just crazy. Because that was before we did really anything. Yeah, yeah, he just left yeah, right. the plane
1: uh, Anyway, listeners uh, Will you be playing The Last of Us on PlayStation 4? Let us know uh, if you've played it already uh, The email address is IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com Or Facebook Twitter slash IGN UK uh, Now on to this week's feedback And Daniel, I think you have the first piece
2: So yeah, I've got it from Brandon Brandon so we got a lot hey, of feedback Brandon. about so the, discussion the scariest point. game from yes. last week. He said I won't call it the scariest game, but possibly the freakiest moment in recent gaming memory would be in Spec Ops: The Line. There's a section in the game where you're in a mall and you enter this dimly lit storage room with mannequins. The main character is getting angry and anxious at this point. You take cover behind a counter and the light starts to flicker like a strobe light. And an enemy starts to appear in random spots every time the light turns back on. You shoot him just a couple of times and he explodes into a bunch of mannequin parts before reappearing elsewhere getting closer to you. I Remember getting to that point, getting freaked out and thinking to myself, "What the hell was that? It's not that kind of game." Yeah. I even thought there might be something wrong with my console because how effectively it was done. And he just gave an honourable mention to Fear, which we talked about last week as well. But
1: yeah, so it's, kind
2: of, it's kind of a surreal moment in Spec Ops. That you kind of it, it takes and you by. And it's not you. that sort of game, uh, is no, it? No, it takes you unaware.
1: Yeah, also mannequins, a bit like clowns, are a bit scary. Yeah, mannequins are scary. Apart from Kim <clears throat> Again, another reference that our audience <laughs> will probably have no idea because I one, know what probably. you're talking about.
3: First woman I ever fancied,
1: mannequin. She was hot. Mm. What's the name of the guy in it? Andrew, Andrew. McCarthy. Yeah. He was a big
3: eighties film star. He was. <laughs> yeah. Like, was like Josh a- Reinhold. Now we're talking. You should never judge Reinhold. What? No. Uh,
1: (laughs) Right, I've got an email from Dylan Wynn, who says, uh, Eternal darkness was a genuinely scary experience because it messed with you in unexpected ways and paid homage to some of the the godfathers of horror, H.P. Lovecraft and Edgar Allan Poe. Mm -hmm. It was only slightly detached 3D person perspective that saved my sanity. Anyway, he said he was pleasantly surprised at the mention of Tony by Stu. I have no idea what he's talking about here. Uh, Some years ago... Yeah, exactly. Shoes mate Tony. He is scary. Some years ago, he works at an independent film and was invited to an indie screening in Crouch End and Tony was screened there. Anyway, it was genuinely unnerving. I've never seen anything like it. I feel the same about Stuart, actually. Um, (laughs) I really loved it and I remember wishing it well. Obviously, it went a bit further afield for Stu to see it. Or maybe he was at the same screening. Is he there? He's not in the gallery anymore. Is that that the film that was shot
3: for the price of a sandwich?
1: no, no. Not, different film uh, was that a meal deal or was that like a <laughs> full price like sandwich anyway thanks Dylan
0: uh, alright I've got uh, some feedback from Alexander Blundell he says uh, one multiplayer experience that has not been beaten yet uh, based on heart pumping moments and pure jump scares uh, is a mod for Half-Life 2, uh, Half-Life 2 sorry called Hidden Source Uh, In Hidden Source, it's several players versus the Hidden, uh, where the Hidden is completely invisible when still, and when moving, leaves like a gas leak or sun haze effect. Uh, He one-hit kills you from behind with his pick sticker, has a few pipe bombs, and can jump and climb on walls. Uh, This multiplayer mod sees you as a SWAT team with weapons and trip mines, having to hunt the Hidden and kill him. Uh, Whoever kills him becomes the Hidden. Now, uh, it sounds I've, a bit like Predator. It's really good, actually. I've never played it personally, uh, but I've watched a lot of... It's really popular on YouTube, people right. playing mm-hmm. it. Ger- I generally, while I'm watching it on YouTube, I generally find it's very funny. Yeah. Because you get people like, uh, I don't know, Name drop C-Nanos or something, yeah. um, who are just hilarious. Just yeah, we've it, got um we actually got people, a feature going
2: live on site next week about um, kind of the phenomenon of youtube people playing horror games and okay. how there's become a a situation where these games are too scary for people to play directly but they kind of enjoy watching other people play them yeah. so it once removed. Right. Um
1: so it takes away yeah. just that they what well, the thing you were saying about um what was it Eternal Darkness? Because yeah.
0: it was third person. He felt slightly more detached from it. Yeah. So, yeah. I've dabbled in streaming <coughs> horror games on YouTube myself. It is We do get that a little bit. Because I, uh, I love to watch like horror gamers on YouTube playing their games. Because you kind of jump at it. But it's not as bad because you're not playing it. Yeah. Yeah. But I find indie horror games tend to be the scariest for me. Like uh, One of my favourite ever games is the original Dead Space. Yeah. It right, scared the crap out of me when I first played it. But now I've played all three and I love them. And it doesn't scare me at all. No. But most indie horror games can make me just quit. Is it so scary. Games like uh, Slender and SCP Containment Breach mm, yeah. are really scary. And it's hard to play those by yourself. But when you're streaming it to YouTube, you kind of have the courage to do it because you know people are watching. Yeah. Is a horror game more scary than a horror film? Ah, yes. Well, yeah, we right.
2: talked about this mm. last week. Um, yeah, we, we were saying that I think the level of immersion that you can mm. cultivate in a game, especially yeah. with... Going forward, with something like an Oculus Rift,
0: yeah, 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 oh,
2: the, yeah. the the kind of situation that you could put someone in, and this is what the feature about is going live next week is, you get to a point where you actually you can make a game that's so scary that no one wants to play it. Yeah. So actually, yeah. it's a very dangerous thing to make because you just actually bankrupt yourself because no yeah. one wants that experience. Really, well,
1: that's it. Like I must admit, an Oculus Rift horror game, I don't want it's to too play
2: much. If it, it's yeah. Slender, the Slender experience with like headphones on, for Oculus Rift would just yeah. be t-
3: just it'd be overwhelming.
0: I yeah. can't play Slender just. I put it on <laughs> in
3: the office in the middle of the day, and it scared me. Yeah. Like, is it's Silent really Hill good. no longer considered the scariest game?
2: Um, I think we, pretty scary. We checked it last week, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Mm. but it's like really good at the setting atmosphere,
1: yeah, and, you know, like tension running yeah. away, and uh, Evil Within, which is the new game from Shinji Mikami, Resident Evil guy. Mm. They did a new trailer for that came out, and that looks pretty aspects like of, pretty scary, yeah. but also like got um, gore porn as well. So gore porn.
3: Know. Yeah, you like that stuff, eh? Torture porn. I don't. I hate it. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, it's horrible. Um, thanks for giving me like, like the <laughs> longest email in history to read out <laughs> on a day when I'm feeling somewhat delicate. <laughs> I'm going to split this into two. Okay, <laughs> you need a bit of a break in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, dear podcast people, my name is Howard and I'm from Florida, but not the cool part with the beaches and spring break and resorts and cruises and theme parks. I'm from Tallahassee. We have government and university. Oh,
2: state oh, capital, in Florida,
3: and Zombieland. Woody Harrelson's character Uh, he says in relation to your conversation regarding scary movies I would like to say Night of the Living Dead which is one of my favourite horror films of all time but not the one that he's talking about Ah. specifically the 1990 remake with Tony Todd I always laugh when I hear Tony Todd's name he's a ridiculous man Candyman oh okay Um, I saw the first 15 minutes of that movie when I was about 11 at a sleepover at his place at Tony Todd's place (laughs) that's what it sounds like I can't imagine is it at Tony Todd's place that's how it's worded. Wow. Maybe you know something. I don't think son. it. is. I'm sure you're <laughs> We changed the channel and wound up watching a VHS recording of several episodes of the Earthworm Jim cartoon. Before <laughs> <falling> <laughs> it's not, I hope it's
1: not Tony Todd, because that's the weirdest story in the world. Watching it oh. with a guy in it and then watching Earthworm Jim before falling asleep. Oh,
3: did, how? Did you see Tony Todd's Earthworm Jim? Oh. However, he had some kind of sleeper peanut. apnea Apnea. sorry (laughs) 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 and his moaning loud open mouth breathing freaked me the F out I had to leave early I've since gotten over my fear of zombies and have embraced zombie culture but that first experience with them has always (laughs) left its impression on me this is such a weird story I've embraced zombie culture and we're around (laughs) eating people (laughs) Howard were you at Tony Todd's house that is the question we need answering I saw the first 15 minutes of that movie when I was about 11 asleep over at his place. (laughs) I think you're at Tony Todd's house. Can you ask, if you're friends with him, can you ask him to be on the podcast? <laughs> okay. Okay. <let's>, uh, <laughs> second half of the email. Uh, the Dead Space series has probably been among my favourite series in recent years. Um, there was only one moment that ever forced me to get so freaked out I had to quit for several days, and I even had a couple of nightmares. In wow. Dead Space Two, you have to control a machine that slowly lowers a needle into your eye. Oh, you do, oh I remember that. None of us like oh, that. Uh, failing the sequence will have a gory ending of the needle going through the head of, uh, of Isaac, which was fine. But what effed me up, even I'm having to. Cut well out done. some of the swearing. Stop <laughs> censoring. But what effed me up even more was when I did it correctly and the needle injected stuff and then came out and there was a droplet of blood oozing out of Isaac's pupil. I'm having to type this with my eyes closed just due to the idea causing a phantom pain. He's good,
1: <laughs> He's good at touch typing, isn't
0: he? He's done it with his eyes closed. So, yeah, do you remember that scene? Yes. Yes. I haven't played any of the Dead Space. I, I love Dead Space. I was listening to a podcast last week and I was so annoyed he didn't name drop Dead Space. Cause it free- I um, remember when it came out, I was far too young to play it. So yep. I ended up watching somebody playing it on YouTube, and my parents weren't looking. Just like looking around, making sure they're not there, and it scared <laughs> me on YouTube. The <laughs> then about three years later, I finally managed to sneakily download it on Games on Demand on Xbox, and it's amazing. It's so First one is great. so
2: good. The First one is brilliant. Um, they got a lot more kind of action, of like action focused, event though, Horizon. Mm. yeah, yeah. What's her?
0: They
1: got
3: a lot more action focused.
2: They did, and I think that's yeah. to do with commercial pressures and it moving away from what the series it didn't was originally about. So beyond. yeah,
3: Event Horizon, vastly underrated film.
2: Yeah. I love I love that movie. It, yeah. it does very well on Netflix, apparently, because it's, it's, um, it's always amongst the most watched films of the month. Anyway, I,
3: I just want to add something to this. I um, know the director, Eli Roth, and he introduced me to a girl called Jennifer Lim, who's in Hostel, mm-hmm. and she hadn't seen the film yet, so I took her to a screening of it, and she dies really unpleasantly, and at the end of the film, her eye gets kind of... I can't remember what happens to it, but it gets squished and pus comes out of it as she dies. And he called it the eye gasm. (laughs) And um, I took her to the screening. It's probably the most horrible moment in the movie. And there was a bloke next to me, like in his seat, literally like screeching in that moment. And I was tapped on the shoulder and I was like, it's all right, she's fine. And kind of pointed there. And he nearly lost his, he nearly lost his, (laughs)
1: like seeing
3: that girl there. And um, yeah, I've never been able to do that before in a movie. It's quite a good moment. You were saying that you prefer, what, the original? Um, Yeah, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, I mean, this Night of the Living Dead, the 1990 remake, is famous for being quite bad. Is that the hmm. one where Savini took over. Did he actually I think he on that on one? It? Yeah. Well the, the thing about it's Night the of the Living Special Dead is it. It, there's no um copyright on Night of the Living Dead. Right. So you can remake it. Anyone can remake it equally. Whenever you're watching a horror film and they're watching a film in the movie. It's normally that because you don't have to pay. Right. So it's in so many horror films. But yeah, this is famously bad, but we've all we all watched awful horror films when we were kids and they scared the yeah. crap out of us yeah, yeah. like it when you're a kid, it doesn't really matter, does it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah and that's, yeah.
2: that's what happened to Zach from Lincoln. As a child, I idiotically watched Alien at the tender age of nine. Oh. Not only was it petrifying, but when my dad found out, he couldn't help but make it worse. Uh, <laughs> that was that's, my <laughs> that's, that's what his dad did. He went, barp, barp. So like, Just to really scare him. Um, after telling me it was something he ate when I questioned the chest burst scene, I didn't nearly throw it. I, Let me. Oh um, no. uh, He
1: he forgets to use full stops right, after okay. that. <laughs> so to okay, you're right. It's that
2: page, fine. Right? All right. So after telling me it was something he ate that led to the chestburster scene, I didn't need. I didn't eat for basically a week. He we also removed the cover from the attic entrance to warn me that the alien had escaped. That's
1: really hard. <laughs> That's really hard. So outside of his room, <laughs> he on no no the that. attic.
2: Or the alien's escaped, um, and then he just ends quite poignantly, "Zach." When you're nine, your imagination can ruin your life. <laughs> oh, Zach. yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah. Your dad's awesome. See, because I think I
1: watched <laughs> it when I was like maybe 12 or something like that. And that was, I remember it, my dad saying, right, the bit's coming up, the bit's coming up. And it's like, oh, my God. And then it happened. It's like, oh, it's not quite as bad as you think. Well, I, used to, I watched Alien quite young, but I had the Alien action figures as a kid. They were yeah. no, a little bit dark.
2: But aren't they you? were like marketed towards kids. Like I used yeah. to go to a toy shop in Blackburn every weekend and they'd have Spider-Man figures, Batman figures and then Alien figures. Like They were made by Mattel or
3: whatever. Yeah. Alien didn't have quite the same impact on me because I didn't watch any horror films until I was quite old. I yeah. was too scared to watch them. And so my first introduction to that famous scene was Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> right. When it comes out and of that John no does yeah. tap dance. Yeah. So I knew what was
0: coming, and equally, yeah. it was, it's not scary when you see the age. At this point, there yet. wasn't a tap dance. Yeah, I wanted to see dance number. Where's the musical number? Yeah. I, I had an experience pretty similar to what this guy's had. Uh, I think it was the age of my 12th birthday. Uh, I was taken to go see the Mel Gibson movie Signs right do you guys remember that Scary, and maybe. absolutely scared the of pants mm, off mm, me yeah. uh, I for, for years after that I was utterly terrified of those specific like grey aliens and yeah. glass yeah. glasses of water and glasses <laughs> of water yeah I couldn't drink <laughs> I had to orange squash for the rest of my life <laughs> uh, but no it was I absolutely scared the crap out of me and um, I couldn't sleep just by myself in my room for ages after that. I might have said Who it on the podcast. Who slept with you? Huh? Who slept with you? I think I just went, I went into my sister's room. And just <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, but, but for me, Dennis I might have said hot. it on the podcast before. <laughs> <Yeah>. The
3: stuff <laughs> that scares me still the most are the stuff I saw when I was a kid, that aren't necessarily horror films. Seen in Flash Gordon, a scene in Superman 3, and Chutty Chitty Bang Bang. The Child, Child catcher. catcher. Man, that was scary. Terrifying. Not a really horror film, but yeah. to this day, there's, yeah. there's nothing as scary as that, I don't yeah. think. No, I agree. He, yeah. was a, he was a very famous ballet dancer, that actor, and that's part of what's scary. His movements yeah. really unusual and yeah. disturbing, and, and also because it feels like it, it
1: could be real. Yeah. Whereas you know it's not so far fetched. You'd go I'd go join in. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he looks like Peter Mendelssohn, though, doesn't he? Anyway, Whoa. right,
1: uh, uh, so a piece of feedback for. Uh, actually, just so we've moved on from Scary Games, a piece of feedback on a podcast that I wasn't on, so maybe you can uh, put some context to it. To clarify, the one armed man was more of a one and a half armed man. It doesn't just have the same ring to it. He used to rip our, rip our ticket stubs off by putting tickets under his armpit. Personally, I think he'd be a rubbish security guard, but equal, equal opportunities for all, hey? Um, I This is really
3: weird. I don't know, I don't really weird, I don't context, know the story geez. either. <laughs> right. But I, I don't think we need any more explanation. <laughs> okay. that, I think, think that's
0: just fine. Yeah. Right.
3: Yeah. I don't know what that's about. Yeah. I thought <laughs> who he was, gonna... was on the podcast. then? <laughs> just Stuart, I think. <laughs> 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 I thought he was talking. Originally, I thought he was talking about the fugitive. Yeah, the one. Yeah. But no, no he was about... talking
1: about a, a cinema man who
0: pulls your ticket stubs
1: using his armpit. <laughs> I hope be not out by that. That's really weird.
0: Well, and then your ticket would be quite smelly, wouldn't it? Maybe he's got very good hygiene. Thanks, Maybe Craig, that's, though. That's one of my yeah. favourite ever
3: emails. <laughs> um, I've got an email from John Langan from the Land of Frogs. I, I was saying, where is that? And Krupa said France, which I thought was a little bit mm. racist. Who um, else is it, then? I don't
1: know.
3: So John says, uh, I was just thinking about all the VR stuff going on, and I don't understand why everyone is only talking about first-person gaming experiences. Surely the VR experience could be, could, um, could be used for third-person and 3D platformers, too. So you would in fact float above the environment, kind of like a camera, and therefore you could look in all directions to see new spaces not normally viewed on a traditional screen. Think of Mario Galaxy, where you can see other worlds around you, or Assassin's Creed, where you can be more strategic in Navy battles due to better peripheral vision. Just a thought. I think, I think it could be used quite effectively in a
2: god sim, or oh, yeah. real-time strategy like Civ. Yeah. God game. Yeah. If you're looking down through the clouds and you can move the clouds aside and stuff like that that would be effective i think with the platform is tricky though because you need to be looking at that character and if you look left the character is going to stay where he is or she is i think that could be but more yeah but i think thing.
1: and also how do you move because obviously the camera you can change the direction that you the camera looks in but you don't move the camera yeah as it were i and think so that's a fixed that, point which it, wouldn't be
2: i wonder that if that ties the into the problem that they sometimes have with oculus is that you can create motion sickness quite easily yeah and if you don't have a like a fixed perspective mm. or something to orientate yourself it's very easy to make people feel very queasy with it yeah like if you just, the camera starts spinning around and you're like it can make you feel pretty ill yeah
1: but like you know i don't know sim city for example where mm. you're kind of like zooming around the landscape and stuff like that i think that would and work and candy crush and candy crush so boom, beach, all <laughs> <of that laughs> boom beach. beach you are obsessed with boom i am beach. obsessed with boom beach what is that <laughs> uh it's a new free-to-play game on mm. ios uh. but no it's good yeah, I um, know. I'm worried now. It's by the same people who make Clash of Clans, right? Um, but it's kind oh, of yeah. like Clash of Clans crossed with Advance Wars, and it is good. Should I play it? Uh, well, I don't know. Have you, have you played Clash of Clans? No. I think look, it's free. Try it. Okay. Yeah, but no, it's we've, we've played it we've bought, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what drug dealers say. Yeah, <laughs> we've bought some diamonds though. <laughs> I, I've spent two ninety nine on it, which I would spend on a game. Anyway, I've, I've yeah. I spent six quid now. you? <laughs>
3: yeah. I've, that, I've wow. Got, I've got 600 you, diamonds. You
1: say that I'm obsessed. And they,
3: uh, are you, is that the you one, just, you're just see, You should see my beach. It's <laughs> Clash of Clans, the, the game that some of our colleagues are spending loads of yes, money on. Yeah. yeah, All I've yeah, seen they're, ridiculous. They're, they're spending proper money on it. They're right? in sales, oh, though. They've got the money. All
0: I've seen of it is just adverts, of it on um, just websites I go on and they really annoy me. It's just mm. pictures of a guy I going... I don't really Wah. like the look of the characters and stuff. I think... It, yeah, I, I really can't really abide those cartoon characters what? yet. get in iOS games. But yeah, you still
1: you spent six quid on it. Yeah, because I like, I like the game. I, like, I what find level that like satisfying. Oh, I'm only like ten. Well, you've just bought your way to success. No, wow. I You no.
2: whore. What are you on about? <laughs> what are you on about? I just upgraded my gold storage.
1: <laughs> so bitter, Alex.
0: It's well, one of those games I'm where you have it to... the real way.
1: I'm too tight to spend any money. <laughs>
0: yeah. It just takes days to level anything up. Yeah. But it's good. It's really good. It's one of those games where you have to wait to do stuff, right? Yes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, it seems to me like a bit of a rip-off of Tribal Wars, if you guys ever heard of that. Mm. But it's,
1: I think, to be honest, it's there are so many games that do the, the same thing. Yeah. I was
0: on um,
1: it was on a BAFTA panel, actually, a couple of years ago. Uh, I can't <laughs> remember what game it was. There's a Lego game. Not a Lego game. Sorry, a Hobbit game that's exactly the same process. But this is a, it's quite rewarding. It's the, the balance of like upgrading and fighting and stuff like that with waiting works quite well. So I just, for example, before I leave the house in the morning, I set something to upgrade so it's doing it throughout my train journey. And if there's a big upgrade coming, I wait till the end of the night so it does it overnight. So That's good. You should try it out, Chris. Okay. Yeah. I will. Uh, is that for feedback? No, I think uh, we've got one more piece. Oh, it's me, sorry. I oh, know, two uh, more pieces. Yeah,
0: this is from uh, Elliot Rogers. He said, hello IGN team, I like your podcast. Uh, I was recently in a quiet Soho pub having some lunch and I noticed two stately gentlemen in the room, uh, Alex Simmons and Daniel Krupa, drinking on a weekday. How absurd. Stately. Well, can I just say, I wasn't drinking. I was drinking, but it was a lemonade. I
1: was
3: having a bottle of beer. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't invited, so. Oh dear. Cheers. It's awkward. All
0: right as I was at the bar and about to offer him a lunchtime drink they swiftly departed the vicinity well, we they hey. different. it's like guy we've never met before Quick.
1: <laughs> well, that,
0: we didn't actually
1: know that he was there because like Creepy, you got a tweet about well you saw it about we, 15 we minutes slept, later yeah. uh, but the reason we left is because we were going for a burger an honest burger and our I table was ready.
3: I wasn't invited for that either. No, you so just... <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was an iceberg. It was a special. It was a Rib Man
0: special. I had like pulled pork R- and ribs on top. On the, oh, it was really
3: wow. good. Well, sounds great. It yeah. says, uh,
0: this got me thinking. Have you ever now or in your youth seen someone <laughs> important or famous that you wanted to speak to but regrettably missed your chance? Nice. I can answer this really well. I've been here all week. Uh, and up until today... I haven't really been able to meet any of you. My experience of meeting you guys has been awkward conversations as you come <laughs> <out> and say <laughs> hi in a room. <laughs> to be right. honest,
1: that's that's the conversations with us full stop. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I met really you Dan. Awkward. You came yeah. in to
0: say hi on Tuesday, I think it was, yeah. and I've forgotten the number of times I said I recognise you from the podcast. <laughs> it's just like awkwardly going, "Oh hi, yeah, I recognise I recognise you from the podcast." And as it's it good that we film it now, as in you've watched it or uh, I've voice? watched and listened to it for
3: years. Because I'm, I'm wondering if anyone watches these videos of us. <laughs> Well, I watched it on Friday. I do about
1: 10 views on YouTube. Yeah, 10 mean, views? Not, <laughs> bad, not bad. <laughs> uh, Yeah, I, um, a long time ago when Blur were in their heyday, Graham Coxon was in the same pub as me, and I'm a big Blur fan, and I was just too embarrassed to go up to talk to him. So uh, the only piece of paper I had on me was a NatWest uh, bank slip, and I got my girlfriend at the time to go over and get it signed, and then I lost it later that night because I was pissed. <laughs> and that's then he, he was walking what? to the toilet when I was walking back and I was like
0: oh Graham I think you're really really good
1: and then walked off
3: that's the end of it. wow that's, <laughs> that's amazing. an amazing story yeah wow anybody else Chris I don't I've got loads have you but one I one, yeah one that I didn't I wasn't able to speak to uh, was Sophie from My Man and Partridge you know the quite pretty girl at the front desk of the travel oh, tavern yeah. who keeps going oh yeah, yeah 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 who was in Smack the Pony yeah yeah that, that was one where so I really Sally. I couldn't I was yeah Sally Phillips I was trying to summon the courage and I didn't quite manage it. So she I never spoke to her.
1: She doesn't really sort of strike me as the person you'd be going, oh, I can't talk to her. Two stars. I know,
3: but it's Alan Partridge. So last week at the Empire Awards, I did manage to speak to Lynn and Michael from Alan Partridge. Right. So I kind of remedied it a bit. What did you say? Um, i talked to them for ages. You didn't quote Alan Partridge at them, did Bex, you? Bex, our colleague from Ask Men, got Michael, because he's mm-hmm. he's quite a, um, Simon Grenfell, he's quite a posh it's southern quite, guy, he? even though Jordan, he plays either. the Geordie. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And, and Bex, after a few drinks, was basically get him to do Geordie quotes. <laughs> <laughs> like, saying, say this, say this. But he, he was loving it. Yeah, like, yeah, he yeah, he yeah. seemed to be enjoying himself. Um, <laughs> one that you'll like, that I did summon so up the courage to talk to, was I was... At the opening night of some club that a friend of a friend invited me to and then they didn't show up. So I was on my own. I clocked another bloke who was on his own when I was on my way to the toilet. And I said to him as I was going to the to- the loo, excuse me, are you Freddie Jumberg? And he said, yes. And right. I said, are you? And I kind of pulled his head down. And It was when he had the red stripe down <laughs> pulled there. pulled his head yeah, down. Yeah, I was like, what? oh, yeah, yeah, you are. And I said, look, I'm on my own. Are you on your own? He's like, yeah. I said, I'm going to the toilet now. But when I come back, can I talk to you? And he said yes. It was very strange. He still what? waiting for me. Yeah, you. yeah, he waited for oh me. God,
1: and then that's we weird. Had,
3: we had a good chat it was when, when he was in his pomp, and I was trying to convince him to sign for Crystal Palace. Oh yeah, right. And he was having none of it. <laughs> <Probably none. laughs> he's like, "Why would I do that?" Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I had that same conversation with Steven Gerrard once, and he said, "Why would I do that?" I used to and love Sally he's a good one player. of my favourite Arsenal players. Great yeah, player, great player. That's
2: when you had good players. Yes, yeah, the Invincibles. <laughs> the
3: Invincibles. Yep. <laughs> good question though, yeah, very
2: good. Dan? I don't know.
3: I'm I've spoken to all my heroes.
2: Quite shy. I, I wouldn't approach anyone. Well, so, so in that case, you must have seen someone that no, really i didn't th- I don't... No, I've seen people. I just I wouldn't want to approach <laughs> like, like Jude Law. I don't want to go speak to
3: Jude Law. I met no. him at urinal. He just, you, you meet a lot of people at <laughs> urinals. You <laughs> do
1: spend a lot of your t- time in toilets though. <laughs> in posh places, really yeah. It, yeah.
3: <laughs> it's only natural. <laughs> Jennifer uh, Tilly was a good one. <laughs> Have Who's you ever that? seen my, my picture of me with Jennifer Tilly when I went up to her? Who's Jennifer yeah, this, Tilly? She's an actress, she's in, what is she in, Bride of Chucky? And right. um, Liar Liar? Liar Liar. Don't know her, but... She's okay. like, I'll, po- she's... I'll send you the picture, and if you want to put it in the podcast story, it's very funny. It's, a, ve-
2: p- it's, very, it's a good visual gag, isn't it? It is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Alright, okay.
2: <laughs> anyway, Last piece of feedback. this is Dean. Hi, Dean. He's a long-time IGN fan, but being in the US, he's only just discovered the UK podcast. He really likes it. Oh, um, from listening yeah. to the last 12 episodes or so, I have a two part question. He realizes we might have answered this in the past, but yep. he's, only, he's a new listener. Uh, number one What is the video game you would most want to be turned into a movie that hasn't already been done so? Do I answer that first?
1: Uh, ask the other question first. And the second
2: one is What is the worst video game movie to date? Well,
1: that's easy.
3: It's got to be Mario, or maybe Street Fighter the worst Mario's pretty I pretty feel pretty. like we did that as a feature recently dire. let me just check and I think I think we might have we are ranking- alone, in the, alone in the dark I've never seen that Christian Slater Christian Slater yeah, yeah. I think we made that number one.
2: Oh, oh I've not seen that either. I've not seen so,
3: it so what what would we like
2: to be turned into a movie
1: well I'd love to see a good Mario movie did would it have, work as a movie
3: though well but uh, um, like an animated uh, like animated? Pixar style thing yeah, it'd be great. yeah or a Lego movie style thing yeah yeah I don't see why not Good character. Um, Zelda. We talked about this once on Zelda, the podcast. Zelda, yeah, Zelda, like about, yeah. I mean, it must be like 100 episodes
2: ago now. We did this thing where we did, all came up with movie pictures or treatments. Oh, yeah. For yes. video game movies or movies we'd like to be made. And you did a trick. We all had <sighs> like 30 seconds oh to pitch gosh. it. I won, yeah, yeah, yeah. I won.
3: Mine was the best. What was your film? Bomberman. Bomberman, the movie. I, I <laughs> wrote oh, with uh, Tom Hardy. Treatment with Tom Hardy Tom Hardy. Hardy. Tom Hardy was Bomberman.
1: That's right. Because wasn't
3: Terrorist Martin there?
1: Del Toro directed zelda yeah i think it yeah was. it was yeah. not as good as mine yeah, um, <laughs> I, 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 yeah I well wish... we went out for lunch at almost yesterday <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: um <laughs> someone should do a fake zelda movie trailer someone should do that we might have done oh, really? <laughs> <amazing>. <laughs> <laughs> like, seamless
1: <laughs> put that in the podcast story as well just put it all in um, um <laughs> But that was a great. Have you seen the April Fools' trailer we did for Zelda? Um, oh god! About
0: six years ago. God, I've, I try. I went on your your like history of it. I think I yeah. have done, but it was a while ago.
3: I don't. It's really remember. good. I'm a it big
0: w- Zelda fan, and I'd love. And to it, see it was Zelda
3: really movie. well done. I mean, we didn't do it, yeah. so we're not blowing our own trumpet. But <laughs> for, for at least three years after that, we would still, every week, get emails asking when the movie's yeah. coming out. People yeah. still thought it was real, which is like.
1: Yeah.
2: It's a weird thing with... There's loads of games that I'd like to see as movies, but do I actually want it to happen? Probably not. Mm. Like, out of curiosity value, like I'd love it. i like to see Dark Souls adapted as a big, oh, dark, fancy epic. Then. At the same time, what's great about Dark Souls is all the mythology is quite unconnected. I think you could so still why make a movie that was yeah, a bit hmm, vague, though. Te-
0: yeah.
3: Well, hopefully, but the next couple so, of years, hopefully, I we'll think get gonna crack it. I think are going to crack it. World gonna, of Warcraft movie and an Assassin's Creed movie. Those are the Spen two. two I really hope
0: Spinter Cell goes well. Yeah. Um, and there's
2: a PS to this which is quite interesting I thought when my wife and I visited London this past summer we discovered Cafe Nera. and we're both shocked how good it was now as I catch up on the podcast and hear your guys references to London now and again I can't help but wonder if Londoners think it is as good as I do out of curiosity what do you guys think of Cafe (laughs) Nera? that's a weird Uh, I I, I really like that question it's also interesting because earlier this week on BBC 2 there was an hour long documentary about the rise of coffee um, culture in the UK and Caffe Nero was a big part of it. Mm. It is the third biggest coffee chain in the UK. Number, right? one is, number one is Costa. Yeah. Number two is Starbucks. Starbucks. Number yeah. three is Caffe Nero. And Caffe Nero skews towards an older male demographic. Is it seems right? like I, I actually to went know, to it, it been this, been this morning. So I, I,
0: I, don't think it's not a specific to London place. It's in Bristol. Yeah. yeah,
2: and it's um, it's a nationwide chain. And the thing that they really play up is obviously the Italian right uh, vibe. So I, go, I, I like go to um,
1: Caffe Nero quite a lot. Uh, but that's only because it's next door to a toy shop in my hometown, and <clears throat> my daughter often gets too excited. She loves coffee shop. and toys. So I, I promise you, she's curled a few off in Cafe Nero. What? Um, I don't do think you, that really answers this <laughs> question. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, that's I, what she thinks of it. I, I, I haven't tasted the coffee, but I've used um, their toilets. Yeah, cafe
2: Nero is like very popular over here. I would Do you two go sort of to uh, Cafe to Nero without
3: inviting yeah, me? Yeah, all the time, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Awkward, isn't it? But him? yeah, like, <laughs> it, it was interesting.
2: In the kind of 60s, 70s, 80s, like, 60s and 70s, London was full of, like, tea shops. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing. You would get, like, a cup of tea on the way to work mm-hmm. if you were going to get anything. And then in the 80s, um, about in the 70s, Italian immigrants started opening coffee shops in Soho.
3: Right.
2: Sounds like I'm really prepared for this. Yeah, because she... I
1: remember, like, Cafe Italia like whatever. Still Bar Italia. Italia it's still there? Like. Bar Italia.
3: It's open all night. That's, yeah. like, one of the most yeah. popular spots. Yeah, so she, she definitely goes to their did a song about it, didn't they? Yeah, they did. I think yeah, Bex mentioned that. Yeah. so we were... did a song called Bar Italia about, about that bar. Yeah.
2: Um, so, yeah, you should go there, Dean. If you... And then Britain became obsessed with instant coffee. In the 80s, Britain was the leading consumer of um, frozen coffee in right. the world. What's it yeah. called? It's not called frozen coffee. Dry... Well,
1: it's just called instant. Instant it? coffee yeah. in
2: the world. And now we're actually getting into coffee in a big way. I still find it a faff at home. Like I don't Proper really drink. coffee, yeah.
1: I don't drink uh, coffee at home. I drink tea, but... It's just like instant granules, is that? Mace mess, doesn't it? Yeah. But at the same time, I can... we used to have a <laughs> coffee machine. I just stick with tea, to be honest. I used to have a coffee machine at home, like a Gaggy or whatever they're called, and just a whole faff of like mm, beans. <laughs> God, what a I like else. it with yeah. the impression. This was actually, actually a short clip from a
2: um, not the nine o'clock news sketch the other day, where it's obviously the eighties, and this woman comes in and goes, oh, "Can I have cappuccino?" And griffith uh, Jones, uh, yeah, he's yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. actually just making instant yeah. and putting like fairy liquid in it, frothing the, uh, the yeah, frost blowing top. it up with a
0: straw. Yeah. Anyway, anyway so this is um, the coffee oh, yeah, sorry, podcast. So before we move on, um, on the subject of uh, games turned into movies, I'd really like to see Metroid get turned into a movie. That's I mean, cool. that really yeah, one. And another one, which is a little bit of a cheat, because technically it's already turned into a movie, is a game I've been playing too much recently called Persona.
3: Right, that's like a series.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I think that could—it's already been turned into an animation in Japan, and there's a movie of the third one in Japan. Mm. Uh, but I'd re- I think it could work really well as a live-action movie. Mm. But I go. think it would—it might uh, hurt the fan base a little bit.
3: Right. <laughs> um, as an addition to the mailbag, um, we haven't talked about it, but I saw two emails this week about um, a horror film that two of our readers love. A Tale of Two Sisters, Korean movie. And they're right. It's one of the scariest movies you'll ever see. And so, sorry, I didn't name-check the people that wrote in about it. Okay. But if you really want to be terrified... This weekend. A
0: Tale of Two Sisters. And horrendous. I was, so, I was interested by the guy who mentioned he was really scared by Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Because a few mm. years back, I fancied myself as a bit of a film buff. So, I was like, oh, I'm going to watch loads of classic movies. Uh, and I watched Night of the Living Dead. And I didn't even get through 10 minutes of it. I wasn't scared. I was just bored. Mm. It was it's the it's original George a Romero. original The
2: original is quite slow. I don't know. It, there's one scene in it that I think still with the daughter. The, it still t- yeah. stands the test of time. But the thing that is, I don't know if that is a scary movie. I think that's very much horror as
3: metaphor kind of cinema. Yeah, absolutely. it's got one of the great endings um, in the history of film, which we won't talk about here. It's it's very. It was ahead of its time. It's before horror films really existed as a yeah, genre. Yeah. Um, it's a bit. Of
0: a I'd, give it yeah. I'd give it another go. I'd give it another go. I've always found a zombie culture. I love zombie games, like uh, Call of Duty zombies I play non-stop, incessantly. Uh, but I haven't really liked any zombie movies. I always find them quite dull and slow. Mm. Yeah, I, so I, I, I'm not quite sure what it is. I think it's just when you're the person who's trying to defend yourself. It's quite exciting in the game. But in the movie, when it's not you, it's just uh, mm. zombies are coming. That's
2: the thing. Like, when I first watched Dawn of the Dead, I found it very long and slow. Yeah. But... Uh, there you go. There you. <laughs> on uh, that bombshell. On that bombshell.
1: <laughs> so let's talk about the games and movies that are out this week. And mm. oh, there's actually quite a few decent it's games. It's happening, isn't it? Once. Stuff is actually coming out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So up first, Lego The Hobbit, which you played with
2: Bard. I played it with Luke Evans. Yeah. And um, that video is live on site. It went up this week. Um, Lego The Hobbit. Um, they introduced some new mechanics. There's new building mechanics. A uh, bit more interactive, but... It is a Lego game, so it is a light-hearted retelling of the movie. Yeah, it's only the first two movies because the last one isn't out, so it's kind of a game without an ending, which is kind of that's a bit, weird, a bit. Isn't it? Yeah, um, I don't think they've confirmed it. The rumor is it will be added as DLC later in the year, uh, okay. which makes sense rather than a separate product. Yeah, yeah really um, but yeah, I think the difficulty with the Hobbit over something like Marvel Lego, which is great, is all the characters are quite samey. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. there's no great variety. There's no.
0: I don't know. See, I find that with the Lego games, just full stop. I've always had a bit of a meh attitude towards the Lego games. Like I played Lego Star Wars when it first came out, and that was like mm. a big one. Mm. I thought, yeah, this is really good fun. And then as it kind of got going, it was pretty much the same thing, but with right. different packaging. Yeah.
2: yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I do. I, I don't know. I, you love Marvel, didn't you? I do love Marvel like that. It's probably the next-gen game I've put most time in. There's something about it I find quite relaxing playing it. It's mm. like you can disengage your brain and just yeah. I don't know. It's like light reading, reading or something like that. Yeah. You don't have to concentrate too much. It was really if good you want to yeah. play game.
0: I got uh, that. Sorry, I got that on um sorry. PS4. Uh, At yeah, Christmas, and it's really good. Uh, I really enjoyed it just because it's superheroes you can knock around, yeah. and it's also very casual. You really don't need to be a hardcore gamer to play it. Yeah. So I could get my family to join in and just play with yeah, me, I've and they're not really gamers. A lot yeah. as well. I've, mm-hmm.
3: I've never played a Lego game. If yeah. I was going to start, which one? I go with Marvel Lego. Yeah. I think yeah. Yeah. Then yeah. that also because
2: yeah. it appeals to you, like because of the film references. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. It's, it's the most really funny as well. as well. And you can it's go really anywhere funny. in Marvel's New York oh City. You can go anywhere you want. All the characters
0: feel very different. You can transform from Little Mark Ruffalo into the whole I you yeah. I mean, which you, is great. Yeah, which was awesome. Yeah. I think okay. My favorite feature of that game is when you're playing as Mr. Fantastic, and for no reason you can transform into a teapot at yeah. will and just walk uh, around, uh, and just and... hop about as a teapot. It's no, it's a, it's <laughs> a a dream. Dream. It is bonkers game. I want to know how they picked teapot though. Did they have know, some kind of some meeting? Weird where like, which? What's he going to turn into? He <laughs> turns into some weird things in that game as well. Really? He turns yeah, into like crazy working stuff. jackhammers and things. That's not how stretching works. Speaking of weird
1: transformations, <laughs> Click Sports Rivals.
0: What pro? Um, uh, you did a
1: video where you were transformed into your more athletic self
2: what are you talking about um my champion uh <laughs> um, kinect sports fight? rivals it feels weird like we gave it a seven point something on site which is good um a lot of the reviews for Connect sports rivals are a bit weird because they're like oh kinect works most of the time yeah imagine saying that about any other game yeah. Like controls. A for Metal Gear, so yeah controls work most of the time you're yeah. like what they should work all the time <laughs> yeah. yeah uh yeah, yeah. six games uh i won't list them all here we did a feature on site ranking them
1: all some are really good some are really fun but, but ultimately is it the game to showcase connect no because no, no. no exactly
0: are there any games to showcase connect though well you, would, you, would, doesn't you would think so you would have thought <laughs> A game that's got Kinect in the title should be the game to yes, showcase so. Connect, but it doesn't. It always seems a bit of a gimmick to me. I was, yeah. never, I, I was briefly interested in the Ghost Recon Future Soldier thing where you could get all Minority Report and move, yeah, you but move your guns that. around. No, but yeah. it, that's still just a gimmick.
1: It's yeah. Yeah, pointless. Um, what else, Hell, uh, FTL. Now, that's just out on iPad, and I didn't play it on PC, and I've played it briefly on iPad, uh, but I, did, I chose to skip the tutorial, which was a big mistake. Then everyone died. So everyone died within about three minutes. Uh, <laughs> I switched it off and played Boom Beach.
3: Okay. <laughs> what <Which> is true? <laughs> Sorry to be stupid. What's FTL? So it's uh, fast.
2: It's, it calls. Spaceship. It's called faster than light. So it's yeah. so a okay. faster than light drive, yeah. and it's a top-down real-time strategy game where you are in charge of a little spaceship traveling mm. through a dangerous sector of space, delivering very important information. It's a roguelike, isn't it? yes yeah, so, so it's different every time you play it. It's randomly generated. Yeah. And you get attacked. And you only have a limited amount of crew members and power. So sometimes you might need to sacrifice oxygen in one room, kill a player, uh, kill one of your crew members in order to save the entire ship. Yep. So it's like Kobayashi Maru kind of situations.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, I really like it. Yeah, I, I will play it more once I've uh, finished with Boom Beach. Uh, also out on iOS, Monument Valley. Have you played that? Yeah, I finished it. I played oh. it the weekend. It's,
2: it's two hours and it's like, you know MC Emmett? Uh, MC. <laughs> <laughs> MC Hammer MC Escher <laughs> I wish <laughs> yeah.
1: wants MC Hammer That would be
2: amazing uh, You know MC Escher The yeah. Dutch artist Who a lot of his art Centres around Impossible shapes yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, It's a puzzle game Based around Impossible shapes So you've got To guide a princess From one side of the screen To the other And it might look impossible But then you can rotate Right A platform And uh, you can create A shape
1: that Wouldn't exist in three dimensions But does in 2D So wasn't there a PSP game A bit like that I'm trying to remember What it was called I don't know I'm sure there was a bit of in there. There are it, there like there it.
2: also like if you played Fez as well, there's yeah, of yeah, aspects of course. that in yeah. there as well. Yeah. But I think it's
3: really lovely.
1: Yeah. How much?
3: Um, I think it's about three pounds.
1: For two hours.
3: Yeah. Hmm. And a bit of IGN trivia. We used to work with someone who was covering his body in Escher tattoos. Did not who know. Was that? our right. anchor. Was he? Yeah, yeah. If he if he showed you his <laughs> arms and like he, he was Slightly but surely, covering himself in their shirt He had an an
1: impossible body. Yeah. He also had a really weird tattoo of a gremlin on his chest, though, right? (laughs) I found that on the um,
2: Company Away day when we got into the (laughs) tour. Terrifying. Absolutely terrifying.
1: Um, uh, Trials Frontier is out. Now, this is the uh, free-to-play version on iOS, and I started playing it briefly yesterday, and, I don't know, it's not all that. The story is... So, to make it free-to-play, they've shoehorned in a story where you've got to go and do these tasks, and obviously your bike's not powerful enough, so you've either got to do a bit of a grind to get the power ups to do the, the stuff, or you spend the money, and I, that's not what trials is about to me. Charles is like instant fun, and also the touch controls, don't offer the same level of um, precision. So that we we're you talking need. about
2: it's all about trials, all about finding biting point. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you can't really do
1: that on a touch screen. Yeah, which is a shame. Mm. And. But for me, the game of the week is Titanfall on Xbox 360, which I never thought I would ever ever say because uh, I kind of assumed that they put um, six weeks between the Xbox One version and the 360 version because the 360 version wouldn't be very good. But actually, it's good. The difference between the two isn't that much. They spent so- ages
0: just not telling anyone anything
2: about yeah. it. Yeah, it's like could, in retrospect, like it looked like two ways. One, it looked really really shoddy. Yeah. Or what's turned out to be the case it yeah. looks great and therefore you don't want people not to buy it on <laughs> Xbox one because the 360 version looks just as good yeah
1: and there'll be more people playing it yeah exactly so you yeah, was... get
2: involved online
1: yeah like if you haven't made the jump so far to to Xbox one I would definitely go and pick up Titanfall because it looks great and it's got everything that the, the Xbox one version has the, obviously the uh, resolution's not quite so good there's mm. a bit of screen tearing but it's, you know it's neg- negligible
3: what about movies Chris what about movies, Alex? Um, well, which ones are out? <laughs> Daniel, do you want to kick off? Because you've seen our first movie. So up.
2: The Quiet Ones. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before. It's um, it's a new Hammer movie. And the, the rationale behind it is quite cool. Um, the philosophy of the movie is, imagine if Hammer hadn't stopped making movies when they did. And they were still producing movies alongside the great American horror movies of the 70s. So The Exorcist, Rosemary's mm-hmm. Baby, The Omen, stuff like that. And that's what The Quiet Ones is kind of supposed to be, the movie that they would have made in the 70s. Yep.
3: Oh, interesting. I hadn't heard
2: that. So it's, um, it's about kind of psychical research in the, the early 20th century and a girl who is possessed. It's quite short. It's about 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's not brilliant. Like, there are a couple of effective mm-hmm. scenes, but it gets a little bit lost in how it's used using found footage. Right. Like, mm-hmm. it wants to be a found footage film so there's a camera around a lot like one of the first things it does at the professor at the beginning of the movie is recruit a cameraman but then there's loads of stuff that looks like it's shot but it's like who is shooting this so it right. gets kind of a bit lost in its own logic why you know what, what's being filmed what isn't um, but there are some effective scares but it does look a little bit low like, like production value Mm. Um, it's, o- it's okay It's
3: Jared Harris isn't
2: it It is Jared Harris Who is um, good. Price in Mad Men
0: mm-hmm. He's in uh, Fringe as well isn't he Yeah uh, he's, uh, And the yep. Sherlock Holmes I
3: really I like him yeah. yeah, He's a good actor He's definitely I think One of the best things about right. it Yeah Richard Harris' son Fact fans
2: There you go I see I never I yeah, knew yeah, that, Richard Richard that. It kind of son. makes
0: sense Now you say it Okay. i'm quite sad to hear that you didn't like it because I, I remember when they first i really liked the woman woman in black when that came out okay. and i was really excited for it when i first heard about the quiet ones mm. uh, but that was back when it was starting production so i kind of forgot about it and then uh, they started releasing. i think that you can
2: cut a good Jesus. trailer from it like yeah i think it's yeah.
3: just i feel like they've sneaked it out as well this week yeah like there wasn't hasn't been really been on our promotion. radar yeah. was it no. so yeah. they've not made much of a fanfare so yeah maybe one to watch exciting. maybe one to watch at home yeah. rather than in the cinema. Uh, Whereas that other film, you should watch in the cinema, and it's The Raid 2. Oh, yes. So who here has seen The Raid? I have. You haven't seen The Raid? Groups.
2: It's so good. I've never seen it. It's very very good. good. I
3: might watch on that first. So yeah, one of the greatest action films of all time. But very um, simple plot, very, uh, it's it's all set in one building, almost plays out in real time. Yeah. This is very different. It, It kicks off the moment after the original movie ends, but it's a totally different beast. It's... Um, not in real time, it's uh, long, it's two and a half hours It's too long actually in my opinion um, But it's more an undercover cop movie than what that one was Which was just a straightforward action movie It has the same plot as Dread pretty much the yeah, original yeah. Did. Yeah. Whereas this one it's much more like Infernal Affairs Or the, the remakes of The Departed yeah, yeah, It's yeah. a bit more like that where our hero goes undercover um, It's good, There's just, it's too long and there's too many characters and too many plot strands um, so it's, it's, what was great about the first one was that simplicity. This one, it's cool they've tried something different, but there's just too much going on. Mm-hmm. You could easily shave half an hour out and two or three characters. If you look at the first poster they released, it's probably 12, 13 characters all wow. sitting around, which I didn't think much of at the time. I thought, oh, interesting. Oh, yeah, but I'm having watched the film, it's like, ah, oh, yeah, too well, much. It's too you've much. Got to go through them all. Yeah. 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 yeah, but <laughs> nevertheless, there are three or four action sequences which are as good as anything you'll ever see. There's a uh, baseball bat boy and hammer girl, yeah. almost like superheroes. They yeah. show up; these two characters and the fight they have with Eco is amazing. Yeah. So
2: there is part three coming.
3: There is, yeah. So um, Rich uh, went and interviewed Gareth Evans, the director, and Eco, uh, the star, and uh, talked with them. I think we'll probably put the video up next week. But to make it that much more complicated, Gareth said part three will kick off half an hour before part two ends. So when part uh. two should have finished, then you're <laughs> yeah, again, probably right? yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. but I guess there's there's a lot going on in part two, and I guess one of those plot strands will take in a different what, direction. What's next
2: for that director? Do you think? Because obviously he, you know, there's so much buzz around that action. I can't imagine, you know, other studios looking on and go, not going I'd quite like to say we've got that guy.
3: Well, it's a no-brainer that he's gonna do a big Hollywood movie, and I think I think Rich. I don't know if we'll use this. I probably we'll probably put it on the site next week as well. Rich asked him if he'd do a superhero film, and he said his problem with superhero movies is that they're not R-rated, and that you'd have to cut away at the stuff that he likes shooting. It would right.
2: fundamentally like, take the edges off what he does to yeah. make his stuff different. Yep. But that
3: said, I mean, probably may- maybe now's a good time for an R-rated horror film, uh, a superhero yeah, movie. Yeah. Was low the, budget. Like, Matrix was a 15, wasn't it? Ooh, I can't remember. I think it was. Yeah. yeah maybe. That was, you know. But, but a low budget, like um, the guys that are trying to make Deadpool... Has said they've got they've, they've got a low budget script that's R rated that could be made. I always think that's what they
2: should done with like, Wolverine. Like, make it re- like fine, have him as PG
3: thirteen in the X Men movies, but when he yeah. s- spins out, I've... well, who knows? I might have spoken to Hugh Jackman recently. Well, and yeah. he might have said <laughs> that he wants to see like a hardcore Deadpool Wolverine R rated movie. He How... might have said that. I don't know because I'm embargoed, but.
0: That, what <laughs> you I you just of, have to wait that video might go on the site on May 16th <laughs>
3: there
0: you go so, so that, what I thought the raids uh, and what made it so good it was kind of like the Arkham Asylum of action movies mm. in that it was really focused it took real time it's focused on one specific thing and that made it really good it's, it's a yeah. shame to see that it's kind of branched out a bit maybe. but they,
3: they had to do something different uh, I, I, just, so, yeah. I It just it was just too long it maybe, was,
1: maybe it's the Arkham City me oh, oh. too. I think so one one <laughs> just get a car. <laughs>
3: yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Icon mobile.
2: So,
1: if you're going to pick one film to watch this week, it would be The Raid. Indeed. Uh, I'm probably going to go Titanfall in terms of games, but Creeper. Would you recommend Monument Valley over that? Mm, uh, if you play Titanfall, yeah.
2: Okay. If not, it's a, a unique experience. Go for
1: Titanfall. <laughs> That's it for this week's podcast. Thank you, Seb, for joining thank us. You. Thanks yeah. so much for having me. It's um, been a
0: fantastic week.
1: And thank you for playing Elder Scrolls for 40 hours. <laughs> it was great. Is that how much it's been now? Uh, well, it feels
0: like it too. Uh, And I hope you don't get mugged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Trying to so. carry your,
3: your uh, PC we'll home. We'll see and how it goes. It it'll be, a, yeah, it'll take, be an eventful evening. Take it home before this podcast goes live. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: People hanging out at Victoria Coach Station. Not that I know that's where you're going from. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, thank you for listening to this week's podcast and we'll be back same time next week. Until then, goodbye.